Hello, screeders. It's been a minute, but not a... I was going to say mile, but not an hour. I'm back again, coming at you live on the Anchor and any of your normal pod-catching, podcasting apps. So, what have you guys been doing? I have been doing a lot. I'm actually considering focusing only on one gaming thing. One. Not the many that I do, which I'm going to talk about later. And um, I'm going to keep doing podcasts. Definitely Random Screed. Definitely Hobbs and Friends of of Amos said of the OSR. But what I really want to know is, what are you guys doing? What are you thinking about? What are you playing? I don't know. I do know. Today, August 20th, 2019, a mother effing Tuesday. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Random Screed, Random Screed, Random Screed, it's what you need. Hey man, Joe Lawyer here. I wasn't around when the whole macros bullshit went down, but I'm figuring out what's, you know, bit by bit, piece by piece, people talking about it, what happened. All I gotta say is fuck all them people, man. Fuck them all, every goddamn one of them. Play what you want. Go do, you do you, buddy. It's all bullshit. Alright, man, take it easy. Hey, Jason, Tim Shorts, Gothridge Manor here. Been listening to your flurry of podcasts you've been putting out it's good i'm glad you're you're back into it and you're putting out podcasts regularly these days and you kind of know where i stand on the whole interview thing and uh i'm i was uh, glad to see it come out and glad that you made the choice not someone else and like you said if you decide to take it down because you're uncomfortable with it understand that those who you know start making some assumptions of the person that you are because of it and they were really never friends to begin with so i got you back either way my man so uh yeah so you just keep on gaming get get some of that i'm listening to your uh, black powder black magic so uh hopefully that's uh been fun because it sounds like a blast so all right bud take care so there's a little good cop bad cop or bad cop worse cop I don't know. Either way, first we had uh, Joe the Lawyer from Not So Wondrous Imaginings podcast and uh, the man behind Blood Island. It's good to have Joe back in the fold. Uh, We missed him while he was gone. He is completely full of shit, but still, still a good guy. Thanks for uh, your comments. And uh, while I wouldn't say it exactly like that, I do believe we all have to do what we have to do. Tim was pretty much saying the same thing, perhaps a little more (laughs) or less caustic, right? So either way, guys, that's Tim from Gothridge Manor, the fame of Gothridge Manor. He's got, I think, a blog now. He's got a website where you can buy his products. He's got a Patreon where you can get his uh, NPC cards, mini dungeons, mini adventures, uh, all sorts of cool stuff that Tim does. And... He is basically the social worker of the OSR. So thanks, guys, for calling in. Um, I can say that uh, some of the information in a flurry of um, reactions from re-releasing the Macris episode has been, you know, 
tapering off. It's less, but uh, I think it's always going to be around. It never stopped being around previously, and I doubt it'll ever stop being uh, around when I re-release it. Um, and I mean, I have had some good conversations about it, and I'm sorry for the people feel who feel that I have decided that his voice was more important than those who are hurt by his existence or previous actions, alleged or otherwise. Um, and I think most of that circles around uh, guilt by association uh, with Milo. And uh, there are some things that seem questionable and uh, it's enough that I still do not play his game. I do not buy his products. But um, I do think that the interview itself has merit to gamers all around and that's really the purpose that I re-released it it isn't because um, I changed my stance in that in playing Adventure Conqueror King or supporting Autark so there is that and I don't know if that makes a difference to anybody but it seems like an important distinction to me and like I always say that's all that really matters (laughs) anyway guys thanks for calling in Hey, this is the other Jason again. Just calling to let you know I'm being catching up on your podcast and on the Hobbs and Friends podcast. On number 50, it sounded like you guys were talking about exploring the idea of maybe doing like a Weird West podcast or something like that. That'd be a, you know, Weird West RPG podcast. That'd be great. Highly, highly encourage it. Anyway, talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Jason. Thanks for calling in again. The other Jason. I know some other Tims. Uh, and some other Sean P. Kellys, or Sean Kellys, I should say. But I don't know if we've ever had another Jason. I do know another Hobbs, or not that Hobbs, or wish I was Hobbs, but not another Jason. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, so as far as Hobbs and Friends goes, and Odd Chaps specifically, we haven't recorded anything. We have discussed it. Uh, obviously, Beatty was very busy with his Kickstarter, and now he's very busy with um, you know, getting everybody their product from the Kickstarter. Uh, I can tell you that I love Weird West. Uh, I love West, and I love a little weird in my West. Um, I have been playing Black Powder, Black Magic. Uh, <laughs> nominally, every other Thursday is when it's scheduled. It seems tough to get that game going, but... Um, I have done it, and it is really weird. It's its own genre. I mean, I think we need some different uh, distinctions in Weird West, and maybe that's something we'd talk about in uh, Odd Chaps. I hope so, because I think it's fascinating. There's some Weird West that is so far weird that it's its own genre. Like, steampunk is kind of turned into different categories of steampunk. Well, I think there's different categories of Weird West, and Dark Trails is in a different spot than, say, uh, Deadlands or Black Powder, Black Magic, um, or Good Intentions. So it's pretty interesting, and I think there's a lot and lot of fodder for that. So if anyone wants to call in and talk about what they would like to hear about Weird West, uh, I'd love that and I'd love to pitch it to the other guys and get another episode out. So 
thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks for checking out the backlog of Hobbs and Friends. Uh, you can find all of the shows on the HobbsandFriends.com website. Uh, you can only find some of them out there in Apple land, as far as I know. Um, I've experienced some issues lately, like uh, I had to update PHP. WordPress was down. Uh, the website was down. Um, it's it's a pain in the butt to uh, try and run this on your own. Uh, it's a hobby thing, obviously. I'd like it to be a business thing, but you can't uh, take a loss every year and it be a business. They make it into a hobby eventually. So, yeah. So if we don't want me to take a loss, hey, buy more Hobbs and Friends stuff. And honestly... I should be publishing more Hobbs and Friends stuff. There's no reason not to. And uh, I think I'll talk about that a little later. Anyway, Jason, the other Jason, thanks for calling in. Thanks for stopping by the audio Discord. I hope you enjoy your stay. Welcome, Screeters, to the Vinyl Couch. I would have to say that I feel like I have been kind of struggling on and off for a long time. Maybe my whole life. That's what it means to be... Uh, hypercyclic bipolar, they say. But even more in the last year and a half, I don't know. I don't know if I've been myself completely on and off sometimes, but not long enough to really get in a routine. Um, I think I've been struggling a lot with the court, which I'm still in, but it's close. I think in two days might be the final thing, and I will no longer be in court. I'll know what... um, my penalties for being a dude are, I guess, then. But at least once we know what is going on, we can feel like we can do something about it. We can create a process to get through it. But when we're just in limbo and we don't really know and it's just this pall, this dark cloud hanging over our heads for two years, uh, maybe it's two and a half years now. I don't know. It's It's been forever, though, guys. I can tell you that. Maybe it hasn't been that long. I don't know. But anyway, all I can say is it has been brutal and it's affected almost everything I do. I think it's a big reason for the resistance that I have for finishing some projects that I've had sitting out there. It's not the only one. There's a lot of other ones, and I almost never attribute it to that specific thing is my mood or problem. Uh, I usually attribute it to other things, but... Over the last couple of weeks, I feel like I've been doing a much better job of being introspective and attempting to see where I'm at. And that makes me feel better. Um, it feels like I'm trying to even get towards a better place. Uh, all of my decisions may not be the most popular ones with everyone, but they're usually popular with somebody. And that is a, uh, you know, that's an interesting distinction so I guess I just wanted to say that I'm working on things I'm thinking about things and uh, I'm trying to get somewhere I would say if you feel like you're in a similar place and uh, you're going through some tragedy or some trauma most important thing is to remember that you got a job to do Uh, suicide is not the answer it's just a way to another way to not make a decision right and uh, it affects people more than you know making an error when you make an error you're learning 
but suicide isn't uh, an error or a mistake. It's it's an end game. It's a finisher, and I don't think it's ever the answer. Some people do. Uh, I would disagree, and if you are considering it, I would love to talk to you. You can send me an email at Hobbs at HobbsNFriends.com. You can call into the show. You can call my Google number for Hobbs and Friends. You can. There's millions of ways to contact me at Hobbs Indeed on Twitter. Um, Jason Hobbs on MeWe. Jason Hobbs on Facebook. Yeah, contact me. Love you. So I want to talk briefly about Anchor itself. What is going on? We all know that they got bought out by Spotify. But what's happening? Um, I don't know about anybody else who's doing an Anchor show. But my sponsorships are all gone. And I don't do it for the money. Um, I don't know how many episodes of uh, Random Screed there are now. But I think it made a total of $100 over however long it's been two years maybe a year year and a half i don't know uh over 100 episodes probably maybe 200 by now if i looked at it but it isn't about the money obviously but the money is a way to help us battle resistance and keep doing it because i have to tell you as soon as i saw they were gone and uh, i would no longer be getting you know that half a penny per listener uh, per episode there was something that said to me well geez why should i even do it so I'd be interested to see what Anchor or what Spotify does with Anchor. Um, would I do random screed if there wasn't an Anchor? I don't know. It would be a lot harder. I guess I would just be recording it on my phone and then putting it on and then having a... It would be a pain in the butt. So Anchor really does fulfill uh, a need out there for less technically inclined podcasters and maybe casual podcasters and maybe just maybe that's what vince florio and eric tenkar were talking about way back when when they said anchor set podcasting back 10 years i don't know i'd love to hear what you guys think about it it's obviously going to be anchorites that are calling in or i'd also like to know if any other people out there listen to random screed that don't listen to hobbs and friends and don't follow the patreon and would like to support random screed and would like to know how they could because, frankly, that would be great. I would appreciate that. Maybe I'd have better production. I don't know. So let's talk about gaming. A lot of the people that listen to this show love role-playing gaming specifically tabletop or i guess online role-playing games um yeah what am i doing right now brasco told me i should be focusing on calmada with the loss of hangouts on air i have started a twitch stream and uh the most recent one was pretty good there were 15 people watching it almost the whole time average of 13 i think it said i made the top page of dungeons and dragons uh, I don't know what that means exactly, but it's cool. I like it. Uh, the game that I was running at that time was the Sunday 8 a.m. Kalmata game. If 
you ever want to get into a Kalmata game, I always pretty much let people have one game free. Otherwise, you need to be a $2 patron at the Hobbs and Friends Patreon, which can be found at patreon.com forward slash O-S-R-N-H-O-B-B-S. O-S-R-N Hobbs. Which is my, also my Twitter feed. So if you want to talk to me there, do it. I guess this shouldn't be this rolling advertisement, but uh, Kalmata, it is really getting uh, interesting, I think. Um, some people are saying I've kind of edged into my own place with that game. You got a few uh, fourth level and up characters, um, which is cool, but I'm really happy just to play first level characters as well. I got no problems uh, running first level characters. The thing is, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous area. And this also kind of edges back on my Morrowinding episode where it feels like I am uh, escalating the danger to fit with some of these higher level characters. And it isn't intentional. Uh, I think it's just the locations that they're getting to are a little deeper and closer to the secrets of Kalmata. Now, players of Kalmata may not have put two and two together because the majority of Kalmata play is pretty simple, fair, where you're killing things and taking their stuff and going back to town on the surface. But deeper, there is a story there, an emergent story that happens overall in the campaign setting and individual characters. Like the last in the last session, number 36, I believe, Maz Ak uh, perished, falling into a spike pit. And um, it was a sad moment because almost directly after that, the characters found kind of what Maz Ak had been looking for. So you have this halfling character that traveled halfway across the known world to get to Kalmata because he had heard that something of their ancestors may be there. And right when he could have found out what was going on, he perished. That says something, doesn't it? It makes me think of what the thematically, the thematic aesthetic of Kalmata is and how each individual character kind of fits into it. There's not a lot of hope for many of the characters. A lot of them seem like they've come to the frontier because they're uh, pushed to their extent and they're here uh, because they have little to live for. And so they're doing the riskiest thing they can for the greatest uh, reward. So they're, they're expecting their ROI to be very high. Unfortunately, it usually ends in uh, their deaths. So kind of macabre, but uh, that's Kalmata for you, and a lot of cool things are happening. I am telling the tales of the known world of the emergent empires uh, through the eyes of many different characters in many different campaigns. So if you are interested in the emergent empires, then you should watch the streams, uh, or I'm trying to load them up to YouTube as well. So if you can't catch them when we're running them, uh, catch them there. Anyway, that's Kalmata. I also have Lost in Agata, and um, sometimes, like last time, we didn't have enough players to play Lost in Agata, so we defaulted to this other campaign, which I call Best Served Cold. One to one with Eric Swanson, the Burrito Baron, on the Discord channel, uh, and it's a story of revenge, um, but larger than that, which is my 
probably my default, where the story is as much about the setting and the lore and uh, the underlying themes as it is about individual characters. Um, Because if that character died, would the setting go away? Would the campaign die? No, because there's still other characters and there's NPCs and uh, it may. I guess I shouldn't say no. I don't know, but that's Lost Nagata, Best Served Cold. And, of course, The Red Road. But I don't think I've played since we... I don't think we've, I've played since the last Random Screed. I don't know. We've seen some pretty interesting uses of the shields shall be splintered rule. I've talked about that quite a bit on the show. I had someone use it to block a... Uh, stream of acid from uh, a giant brojek, which is an insectoid beetle-ish creature that uh, this one in particular could cast spells, apparently, which is uh, horrifying in its own right. But um, I did get to play AD&D. Nah, it's not AD&D. It was Osric. I got to play Osric, which I've been really excited about and wanting to do since I bought the book two Gary Cons ago at Black Blade Publishing uh, booth. And uh, guess what? It's just as bad as AD&D. One guy is playing a double specialized archer, just like the one that made me stop playing AD&D. And someone else is playing a double specialized dagger fighter, which is redonkulous. And I'm playing a wizard. And they say the wizard is the most powerful character. But listen to this. I get one type of weapon that I can use that I roll a d20 and don't take minuses with the weapon proficiency rules. So do you take oil? Do you take dart? Do you take staff? I don't know. But whenever you try to do the other things, you get a negative five. That's the non-weapon proficiency penalty for a magic user. Negative five. I cast one spell. I got. I rolled some cool spells. I have sleep and charm person, but I only get one because in Osric, you're not supposed to get bonuses to the number of spells you can cast that day be, with a high intelligence. High wisdom, yes. Intelligence, no. So you get one spell. And it's only got a range of 40 feet. So you're in... You move into range of combatants to get to you and obviously uh, weapons. So <laughs> you get one spell, you're in range, you have you can't wear armor, so you have the worst armor class in the game. Um, and if you try to move into range to like throw some darts to get three around, guess what? 15 feet is the range of a dart. Oil is more is less. Staff, you got to be in melee range, so you're trying to move into melee range to do something. It's just brutal compared to what a lot of the other classes... I should just say what fighters can do. Fighters, rangers, paladins, um, unless you multi-class. And so no wonder that most people playing AD&D are multi-classing. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't feel real good about it. I like the game. I like the setting. Uh, he's basically just running all the Osric adventures. That's the plan. I like that. I'm interested in that. But um, I don't know, guys. I'm not that impressed. I don't I don't feel like that balance is the way that it should be. So let me know what you think. Have you guys played Osric? Have you played AD&D? Do you want to talk about it? Call me. All right. You know what I used to say. You know what I say now? 
I hope you enjoyed this little trip through Mr. Hobbs's Gamerhood. I would say take it away, TJ, but I don't have that added onto here. So what I will say is, won't you be my gamer? If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap, man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need.